Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with Him, and go advance His kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Redemption Unscripted. I'm your host, Austin, and on the mics with me, uh, I got St. Guys' last month, actually, so back-to-back months. We got Pastor Rick. How you doing, man? Good, brother. Good to be back doing another one of these. Uh, people listening can't tell that you are laughing coming into the recording of the podcast because we were joking around ahead of time, but uh, it looks like you've got it under control and you're ready to lead this thing. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Good, good. And the other guy on the mic who will get me going, if you're not careful. So, Pastor Jared, good to have you back, man. How you doing? Oh, it's good to be here. It's nice. It's, the weather's starting to turn. I'm such a warm weather guy, so it's, I'm just always in a little bit better of a mood this time of year. Well, it's funny, we don't, we don't have video of this, but if they could see, you're really dressed up for this podcast, more than normal, so you look good, man. Well, anybody knows me, I'm a, I'm a classy guy, it just <laughs> it oozes out of me, I'm so classy. So. Yeah, well, thanks for dressing up for the podcast. <laughs> it's for you, that's it, why. So. Uh, well, we are. This episode is being dropped in April, and so it's going to be right in the middle of kind of leading up to Easter, and uh, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, in particular about Good Friday. But before we get into that, I do want to ask. You know, this is a season where we're all eating some form of Easter candy uh, and or some type of uh, yeah treat that you like around this time of year. So I'm just curious for you guys, like what what is that go to treat for you? Like when this year roll, time of year rolls around, what what's your go to? All right, I'll give it a rip. You're going to answer too, though, right? I will answer. Okay, I'll right. let you guys go first. So uh, for me, it is black jelly beans, 100%. Black jelly beans. I know. Nobody likes them, uh, which means for nobody... For a reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. I absolutely... Uh, TJ, TJ's yeah. our, our sound engineer on the podcast, our producer. Uh, so you like him too. That's good. Uh, I absolutely love black licorice. And a lot of people don't, which means... Wow. Nobody touches my stash at my house. So there's mm. like, it works it's out good really point, good. Yeah. Shannon hates it because she doesn't like the taste of them, but she also doesn't like the smell of them on my breath. She also, this might be too much information for a podcast, but she doesn't like what they do for me gastrointestinally. I, I don't know. But uh, so, uh, so there's so many angles that go like, we're not making we out. Don't know what really okay. So, so it comes with a sacrifice, but nobody touches my candy and I love them. So black That's jelly beans, enough. love them. That's a nice little benefit of that. Okay. Right on. What about you, Jared? Yeah. Well, uh, one, I already said I'm classy, which people know. And if you know anything else about me, I am impassionate about the Reese peanut butter mm. eggs. It's the perfect balance of the a, a Reese cup. There's a little too much chocolate to peanut butter balance. And it's, I mean, it's, it's sinful, the level. I mean, I, I recently just bought two. And I was at the store with my kids, and I was hiding them. Like, <laughs> I hid them in the bag because I knew if they saw them, they would want one. And I wasn't willing to do it, so I was hiding. Because your kids are just selfish, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Whereas you, on the other hand, are so giving. <laughs> I mean, like, literally hiding, not just being subtle. I was, like, turning my back and hi- uh, opening it so they couldn't see because I'm wow. passionate about yeah. uh, Reese. Uh, Eggs. Oh, and I and that's and you're that's a peeps guy, right? You're a no, no nobody's a, a peeps guy. No, I peeps. I think are the we worst. do church discipline. So if somebody's in the peeps, so we're bad. kicking you out. No, like I agree with you. The Reese eggs are yeah. incredible. And so the other couple weeks ago, I was coming back from Pittsburgh, your stomping grounds, and my wife and I stopped at a Sheets, and it was super late, and we just went to the gas station to get a drink and uh, some candy, and they had 
Reese eggs, which I'm like, awesome, let's yeah. do it. But it was a king size Reese eggs. So it was like four of them in one pack. Uh, okay. I think I ate it before I left the parking lot. It was so good. It so. kills me that a king size has four. Oh, yeah. What do you think, more or less? Well, yeah, like, that's. That's not very. I mean, Jared, that would have one for sure. each I in mean, your family, it's, which it's a normal king size. It's like a family size. Well, Even Jared's kids yeah. can have one, right? They typically, make them an individual pack. So that was I was excited to yeah, see yeah. one. Fair four, enough. But see, even when you said yeah. that, this is how passionate I am. I thought it meant one massive one. I'm like, I wouldn't do it. It would throw off the I ratio. See, I see. Now four yeah. of the perfect you and ratio. You, ones. you and your, I've heard you talking about this ratio. Like you way overthink this. Like I love it's candy, brother. But I would agree. The Christmas trees are good. They're all. But but the Reese eggs, that's where it's the at. The extra peanut butter kick in the mm. eggs are incredible. So at, we should get some after this. I'm feeling it. So all right. Well, we could talk about that all day. So let's <laughs> let's get into something a little more serious. But uh so so we're gonna talk about uh Good Friday. And so this is uh something that kind of gets wrapped up into the Easter weekend and uh and we just wanna dive into it and give our listeners a better understanding of what it is and why do we celebrate it. And what made me think of this topic was, at least in my culture growing up, we uh, spent a lot of time focusing on Easter Sunday. And so we would have these Easter sunrise services that were, for a 12-year-old kid, was the last thing you wanted to do on Easter. So get up crazy early, watch the sunrise, you know, have a worship service. But the worst part, and if you're listening and you grew up with me, I'm sorry if you go to the church still, but like there's, uh, you would have the sunrise service and then you would go home, but you would still have your normal Sunday service stuff too. So it was like, and we had Sunday night services growing up. So it's like four services in one. It was. So you have Pastor Pastor Austin on the mic confessing that he hates Easter. That's what I I heard. Jared, is that what you heard? I just love anything you start with. I'm going to have to apologize if anybody from back home is listening. (laughs) I'm so excited for what comes Super grateful for my upbringing in the sense that I came to faith in that. And yeah, not all bad, but just not a great thing. And so for me, I never really had a good understanding of Good Friday until I started working here at our church because we, we do celebrate it, and we'll talk about that. And so I figured that's a good way to kind of get into this is, is for our listeners who maybe grew up in a culture that didn't have any emphasis on Good Friday, or maybe they grew up in a culture that emphasized it a ton, and they just don't know how it fits into the whole picture. So, so let's just turn it. I'll turn it over to you guys with the first question. I mean, what is Good Friday? When I say Good Friday, what are we referring to? Well, quite simply, it is the Friday before Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. So Friday, two days before that, uh, and then in the flow of Holy Week, uh, it is uh, the day on which Jesus was crucified. And um, So, uh, Pastor Jared, why don't you break down a little bit about Holy Week and uh, kind of how that fits in the flow. Yeah, it's so funny as you talk about different traditions, because, you know, how each stress more, and in Holy Week, it comes together, and I feel like each one seems to hammer on, you know, one more than the other. I mean, it kicks off, you know, you have kind of Jesus' triumphal entry. So you have the Sunday before Easter, you have Palm Sunday, and that kind of kicks off. We've been joking about this before. Essentially, it's Holy Week. You can call every day Holy Day, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Holy... But the, the main ones being kicking it off with the triumphal entry celebrated, and then into... Monday Thursday, which I never heard of, which you want to talk about Good Friday being a weird name. I thought Monday Thursday, because for the, my whole life, I thought they were saying Monday Thursday. <laughs> which one is it? Which was weird. Yeah. I'm like, so we're just naming days. Is you know, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, June, July. <laughs> but Monday Thursday, celebrating with... It's, did you have services on Monday Thursday? Uh, no. Okay. You just knew of it more. Sure. Yeah. Because... 
I don't hate Easter like some pastors in the room. That we're, That's going to come up <laughs> multiple times in this podcast. I, feel. I just want to get, I love Easter and I celebrate uh-huh, the clarify. resurrection of my Lord, but uh-huh. you know, whatever Pastor Rick wants to say about me, that's fine. <laughs> it helps getting to the history though, because Monday, because it, it's not a word, but it's the kind of, the, not a word I'd use normally, but from the idea of mandate, where Jesus says that, kind of that, a new commandment I give you. You know, so that's the Last Supper, the foot washing, that commandment to love and serve one another, often celebrated by foot washing. Now, Good Friday, the day that he was crucified in the tomb on Saturday, and then, of course, into Resurrection Sunday. Right on. Yeah. And so, so that, I think that's an easy way to, you know, what is Good Friday? But I think, you know, one of the questions that often comes up then is, so why in the world is it called Good Friday? You know, why did, it could be named couple different things or just like friday <laughs> bad friday yeah yeah so he was killed he <laughs> yeah. died it's bad friday totally. we call yeah. it good friday yeah. so yeah so why why is that well i say it's funny that you even say that there are a lot of places in different cultures won't call it good friday and there's even different history of why we call it but i saw the german word which i don't speak german so blagen flagen i don't know how to pronounce it but <laughs> but they in germany they call it sorrowful friday you know, and like you said, Holy Friday has been thrown around, but Great Friday or Black Friday. So well, that's is, another one, Black Friday, which yeah. in our culture is entirely confusing. Everybody <laughs> would get different. up early and go to Target. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, wrong day, wrong day. I know how to celebrate the cross, <laughs> Target. <Yeah. laughs> no, but you know, it, it is like Holy Week, as you mentioned, everything, uh, Holy Friday is another option. You can have Holy Thursday, even Holy Saturday. So everything can be called Holy. Uh, yeah, another option for... Uh, Good Friday, it, some call it Great Friday, which I think is kind of like, I'll see you're good and I'll raise yeah. you a great. Like, it's good is not good enough. It is Great Friday. And of course, the, then the, the wording on it is if you call it Good Friday or one of those alternatives, whatever. But then the question is, why call it Good Friday? And, uh, and that's because it is incredibly, incredibly good. That what you have on Easter Sunday is Jesus proving his purchase. So sometimes I've talked about Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday being the receipt for the purchase, but the purchase was on Friday. And Friday is when he went to the cross and paid for all my nasty sins uh, and yours as well if you put your faith in Christ. So it is good in the sense that he purchased our sins on that day. I got a lot more to say, but Jared, what would you chime in there, brother? Yeah, I mean, so much this is the gospel, right? We're seeing the gospel played out through the Easter season, which we celebrate. And so you've never heard it before, the word gospel, it's a fancy church word, but essentially it just means good news, the news of what Jesus did on the cross. And that is a part of it. Even our membership class, we talk about the good news. Well, you got to start with the bad news, you know, and that's a part of Friday of the need for the payment of our sins. And so you don't get to forgiveness, you don't get to good news without Good Friday. I mean, that is intricately woven into the gospel is Good Friday and the payment of our sins. And you, you can see that tease out. I'll, I'll give you Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 to 14. It says this, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. I'll pause there for a second because... Pastor Jared, that's what you were saying, the bad news. So the fact is that we were all dead. We were, um, that crucifixion is my crucifixion. That's my death penalty. I'm dead and separated from God. So there we are. We're dead in our trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh. 
And it goes on and says, God made alive together with him. Okay, great. So we're made alive together with Christ. But how? How's that happen? So it goes on to say this. Having forgiven us all our trespasses. Okay, I'm going to pause again. That, that's great news. So the way I'm made alive together with Christ is God forgave my trespasses. Fantastic. How'd he do it? Did he just wink? Did he just sweep? Yeah, whatever. Good enough. We're all, you know, we're all trying really hard, and so we just sweep it under the rug. That's not it. That's not it. So my sin had to be atoned for, had to be paid for by death. So it says then in, in verse 14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us, with its legal demands. So there it is. So the debt had to be paid by someone somehow. And how did that happen? And in verse 14 goes on with this. It says, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. So what happened is my death penalty that I completely owed was put on Christ on the cross, nailed to the cross. So uh, I'll probably on Easter Sunday talk about this as well, but I've seen a meme recently uh, that speaks about how uh, Jesus dropped the charges. Like if you remind me of my past, uh, I'll Mm -hmm. tell you Jesus dropped the charges. No, he didn't. Those charges were not dropped. Mm -hmm. Guilty was proclaimed. And therefore, he died. He didn't drop them. He paid them. That's way, way, way different. And so Friday is good because it is on that day that my Savior died in my place for my sin, an excruciating, horrible death. And if not, I would be forever separated from God. And that is really, Jared, as you were saying, good news. It's the gospel. Mm -hmm. It is really good news. Yeah. And it is clearly, I mean, it's part of, you know, appreciate the topic where you got us here. It is a bit of a paradox. Like, wait a minute. What is good about Good Friday? Well, as you just you know unpacked so clearly, is the gospel. But yeah, you know, those are both there, and it's funny. It, maybe Good Friday seems silly, but you know, Pastor Rick, I've heard you say this: no more silly than people wearing crosses as jewelry. Like, right. how silly is that? You know, and would you wear it in a little electric charm? You know, an electric chair charm? Well, no. What's crazy? Well, no more than wearing a cross. You know, and so it is an instrument of death. But yeah, and I, the Hebrews verse came to mind for me too, where yes, it's brutal, it's horrendous, but also for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So even in the midst of unbelievable, you know, brutal, you know, paying of our sins, there's, there's joy, there's goodness that of course springs out of it. And it's central to our faith. So as we were teaching through the Gospel of Luke, uh, and Pastor Jared and I share a lot of the teaching here, and as we coordinated on that, I remember talking together how a lot of the Gospels, the, the four Gospels, that most of them are like, it's all about the Passion Week with like these introductions. Yeah. You know, it, it talks some about that. But the, if you think about how you write a biography, it would be a lot about like the, the guy's childhood and his upbringing and where he was born and what he was like as a kid because no one knows that. Some about his adult life and you get a paragraph about his death. But, but then when you go to the quote-unquote biographies or the Gospels of Jesus Christ, then what, it's really kind of flipped. Like you almost have nothing about his childhood. You have some about his adult life, but it's really kind of a sketch. And then they drill down on what we just walked through as Holy Week, and there's so much information about it because that is where the spotlight is shining because that's our salvation, that's the Gospel, that is good. Hmm. Yeah, I remember 
one of the passages that fell to me was, you know, Jesus as a boy going to the temple and, mm-hmm. you know, when he gets lost from his family and it, and I remember saying it, it always struck me, that's the one story other than the birth narratives. Right. Of his entire childhood, you know, and then he hits the scenes of adult. It, it's crazy. They're not biographies and any church, you go to a church where they don't talk about the cross, then look for a new church. That is, especially when you get into, oh, it's just, Jesus is a good example. That's not, that's not what those gospel writers are doing. They're telling the story. Of course, he's a good example, but of his death, that is clearly front and center in the gospels. And it is really good news because, again, I'll go back to it. I personally was separated from my God. Like, I love the, oh, what's the song? Uh, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. And it's got that line in there that I hear my voice call out among the scoffers. So a lot of times when you're reading through stories, we have a tendency to put ourselves in the story somewhere. Hmm. And so when I read the gospel narrative, maybe I'm a savior like Jesus. I'm kind of a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, nope, that's not my place in the story. Or uh, Maybe I'm one of the disciples. You know, No, I'm actually the soldier nailing him to the cross. I'm a scoffer. I'm spitting on him. I am the one whose sin is causing him to go to the cross. And that's my role in the story. And, and so the overwhelming instrument of grace that is flowing there into my life is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So, so how do we, I mean, I think depending on um, you know, what church you go to, tradition, whatever, like people might re- celebrate Good Friday very differently. And so mm-hmm. a, lot of our, a lot of our listeners uh, you know, call Redemption Chapel home. Maybe there's some listeners who... Uh, don't call this place home, so they might not know. But I'm curious of uh, of how do we worship Good Friday, whether that's, uh, yeah, I guess, how do we worship at our church when it comes to Good Friday? So for this, I'll uh, have some thoughts, but I'll largely defer to Pastor Jared because uh, he and Austin, I know you know this, he along with Gary, who's our worship arts director, they give a lot of leadership to our Good Friday service. So Jared, it's your wheelhouse, brother. You tell him. Sure. And it it was a good reminder, even with this podcast, uh, verse Romans 14, 14, chapter 14, verse 5. You know, one person esteems one day as better than the other, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. And the reason I say that verse is I think there's a lot of freedom of how to celebrate this. We're not looking at a biblical mandate. Hmm. You know, as in when we celebrate communion for us, we do that once a month. You know, we're told, do this in remembrance of me. There isn't a biblical command to celebrate Good Friday every year like this or that, but I I do think it is a really helpful, important, and good thing to do. I like that passage shows there's freedom. And it's funny, you know, Pastor Austin, you saying how much it wasn't for you. So Mm -hmm. being raised Catholic, Mm -hmm. it was a big focus. So even when I mentioned the cross on the, you know, if you look at a Catholic, you know, generally wearing a cross necklace, it's a crucifix. Like... Jesus is still on that cross. I mean, there's a, a focus on Friday. And so, man, as a church, I want to find a good balance of, okay, I don't want to just ignore what happened Friday. I mean, but I also don't want it to be about Friday. It's about Sunday. And I know you can do like fancy links, but we, I, if you haven't listened to uh, It's Friday, Sunday's Coming, what's the guy's name? Do you remember? S.M. Lockridge. Great Damn. dude. He's a pastor out at, uh, what was it, uh, Calvary Baptist Church in San Diego. Yeah. 
Go listen to that, and, and we'll drop it, we'll drop a link in the. Oh, oh man, so good. I mean, I, I I just listen to it every once in a while just to remind myself. But it's all about yes, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming, and it's that. <laughs> I get connection. a footnote. So you can get it on YouTube, but the problem is. Oftentimes it's set to like cheesy graphics, hmm. and, so, and so you got to be careful. It doesn't turn you off, but like, yeah, his message is just fantastic. Excuse yeah. any cheesy graphics on the link we give you. Just listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. But that's it's 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 Friday, but Sunday's coming, and so Friday is Dark Friday. It's yeah. Black Friday. It is Sorrowful Friday. It is down. It's Bad Friday, mm-hmm. but Sunday's coming. Yeah, and so. Uh, that's what we're looking to do, you know, not ignore it, but not overly focus on it apart from Sunday. And so it is, you know, a time to prepare us for Sunday, to be reminded and to be grateful for what is done on Sunday. So we like to sit in it and it's, you know, I, I think you guys would both agree. It's a little bit unique to any other services we do. It's more reflective, meditative, and, and part of it, you know, so many songs, right? It's just so upbeat, Man, we got to sit in the fact of what happened on Good Friday. And so we essentially reflectively, meditatively walk through the sayings of Christ on the cross. And maybe a couple different elements here, but that's the meat of it, you know, kind of slide driven, just focus on what he has done for us and just remember exactly what was happening on the cross to prepare us for, you know, him rising from the dead post cross. Which is kind of unique for us because we're so low church. We don't have a lot of things we repeat, but this one has become kind of a tradition for us. And it's a very similar service each year. And we like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's good to have some tradition in there. The other part of that is it's good for us to lament. Mm-hmm. So you think of the Psalms and how many of the Psalms are laments and they're sad Psalms. But in evangelical Christianity today, at least in America, it's become like everything's upbeat and everything's great. How you doing, brother? Amen. Praise the Lord. Everything. And But to sit on it, if, if on the day we remember the death of Christ, we can't sit in a mm-hmm. little bit of a lament, we might be missing something. And, so, and that's all throughout the scriptures, as I said in Psalms. So it's good for us to do that. Yeah, I mean, you just think of, man, how many songs are just not even sniffing that and just want to run towards it. And it's funny, the verse I was thinking, even as we look at Holy Week, you know, Jesus in the garden, you know, just bleeding, like yeah. sweating blood. Like, when's the last worship song, you know, you heard about that, set to the tune of, you know, sweating blood because of the brutality of what he was about to face. And our people, you know, I, maybe you guys have noticed this, I've talked to Gary about it, our people love the resurrection. Like a lot of songs, uh, we have a lot of resurrection-focused songs, and when it gets to that part, like our people usually cheer, clap, you know. So there's something that, like when he take and took that breath, and it came alive, like it's awesome. But as you said earlier, Jared, like that, the good news doesn't make sense without the bad news. And so to, uh, we're, we're not looking to deny the resurrection, we're looking to savor the resurrection. But to savor the resurrection, we have to understand the horror of the cross and the, and the beauty of what he did in that moment for me and pain for me. And then we see Jesus, he's alive, he's risen, mm-hmm. risen indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think particularly in our culture, how important Good Friday is, because we love forgiveness. We love the idea of grace, but there is no forgiveness without sin in a world where yeah. you barely can recognize sin, but want to celebrate all these things, but they don't exist. They're empty, you know, they're, they're thin, they're hollow without really 
coming to a place of sin and understanding our need of forgiveness. So I think as much as ever, Good Friday is necessary for our culture. Yeah. Yeah, and I love, I mean, I look forward to our Good Friday services. And as Pastor Rick said, I mean, I love what uh, you, Pastor Jared and Gary, do with those. So mm-hmm. looking forward to to doing that again this year. Yeah. And and definitely we'll we'll drop the links uh, in the in the notes if you attend our church. We hope to see you at one of our Good Friday services. If you're uh, you don't attend our church but you're in the area and you want to join us for Good Friday, definitely click that link and we'd love to have you. But uh, before we wrap this up, any other final thoughts you guys feel like you want to leave the listeners when it comes to Good Friday? Well, I'll just say this publicly uh, out of gratitude from my family to Jared and Gary. Uh, for the way you guys give leadership to those services. It's a very unique time for my family uh, that uh, every time I go to church, I'm on and I'm working and I'm there for every service. Good Friday is the one service every year that my family goes to together, leaves together, and I only go to one out of however many services we have. And and that's a privilege I'm afforded at that time because uh, Jar- Jared and Gary work so hard. So I'm grateful for you guys, to you guys, for uh, that gift to my family. Oh, that's awesome. I, I celebrate that, man. I'm glad to hear. Now I feel guilty. I was going to make a joke about putting a link to Reese eggs in the... We can do that, sermon. too. No, we can do that, too. <laughs> now I'll say something serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thanks for listening, and I hope this episode uh, gives you a little bit of a better understanding of Good Friday, and and our hope really is that you can be able to sit in that this year, and hopefully this podcast gave you some tracks to run on for that. So thanks again for listening, and hopefully you tune in next month for another episode. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com slash grow. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.